I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. Happy New Year! If you're hearing this right now, as this comes out, Happy New Year. I can't believe we're already into almost 2024. Um, If you're listening to this in the future, hello, future friends. Uh, Glad you found us. Um, If you're just finding this podcast, a great place to start would be from the very beginning, back in 2020, when we first got started on our running journey Um, You'll learn all about my wife, Mo, and I, and how we got started running, and then keep listening to the podcast over the years. You will hear our evolution. We talk to experts. uh, We learn some tough lessons along the way, Um, but really, we're here for you. This podcast is made for the beginner, the person who is kind of afraid to ask the dumb questions. Well, we want you to ask us those dumb questions, Um, and on today's episode, I really just want to say hello, check in, it's been a while. I want to update you on some exciting news from our lives, but also I take a couple of questions from listeners and um, talk about some New Year's resolutions. So let's jump right in. All right, so I first want to talk about some New Year's resolutions. This is something that I try to do every year. Mo and I, we get together, we talk about some key areas of our lives Um, and I won't share all the details because some of them are very personal, but I think it's really important to set lofty goals, you know, really manifest. And I don't want to get all Tony Robbins on you, but I think it's really important, especially if you're a runner, if you're somebody who wants to achieve big fitness goals, it takes work, it takes planning. And so I think it's something that you should definitely do if you're not already. So first category is spiritual. And again, this is just something we've kind of made up, but I know other experts out there recommend you do this as well. So um, we try to come up with goals related to our faith. You know, first and foremost, if we're healthy spiritually, we believe it'll it'll transcend to all areas of our lives. Then we set family goals. So, um, you know, I, I'll just give you one example. This one's not super personal, but, you know, one-on-one kid time each month, like like a date, like taking each one of my kids out for ice cream or for dinner or something so that they're getting that quality one-on-one time. So that's just one example of one of our family goals. I set a career goal. You know, I think about work and what are some things I want to achieve? Was it, is it maybe, um, you know, if someone's listening today that wants to get a promotion or maybe they're in sales, they want to hit a certain commission or, or something like that, right? I've, I've got my own personal ones that I, that I set Financial, I set financial goals, you know, what what can we save, what can we earn, all that kind of fun stuff, what can we invest? Um, personal development, you know, I want to start reading more books, I want to start really investing in myself. And then health and fitness, this is where I think you all will care. Uh, 
one thing that I'm doing, I've talked about this a lot in the past, is I'm tracking macros. So I hired a coach who specializes in nutrition and she tells you what your breakdown should be in carbs, fats, proteins. And what I really like about this approach, uh, some might call it dieting. I, I actually don't think it's dieting. I think it's more just being conscious of what you're eating specific to your goals. And my goal right now is to lose about 5% body fat. So five percentage points. And if I can do that, I know I'll be, I'll, I'll just feel better. I'll be healthier. I can probably run faster. Um, so I'm going to be to achieve that goal all year, 2024, putting this out to the universe right now. I'm going to be tracking my food and my macros all year long. If this is something you want to learn more about, I'd, I'd love to share what I've learned. It's produced great results already. I've been doing it about 45 days. I've already lost about five pounds of body fat. And what I love about this approach is I haven't lost any muscle mass. So I go, I see her once a month, she takes a body scan and it's probably not a, a perfect machine, but it at least says, uh, you know, what my um, uh, body um, fat is compared to my muscle mass. And it even breaks it down in the various parts of my body, which is pretty cool. So as an endurance athlete, I don't want to lose muscle. I want to keep that muscle I worked really hard for, but I do want to shed some of that fat that I've put on over the last 10 years or whatever. Um, one other fitness goal that's really important to me right now, and many of you know if you've been listening to the podcast, is I've I've kind of gone all in on uh, on the Ironman events, half Ironmans that is, haven't yet stepped up to the full distance, but... Um, I really want to break five hours. This past year, I did one in just under six hours, and I'd love to to shave an hour off my time. Now, I understand that's lofty for like kind of a one-year time frame, but again, lofty goals, I think it's important to push ourselves. So um, those are my thoughts on New Year's resolutions. Since you know we're hitting the new year, I challenge you guys each to go out there and set some goals and be intentional about this year. Grab it by the horns. Um, I, I thought it'd be fun to tell you a little update before we get into listener questions, I thought it'd be fun to give you a little update into our lives. Uh, we talked a little bit about being pregnant in uh, recent episodes, but Mo had the baby and he is handsome as could be. It, we named him Lewis Harrison. So um, obviously my, my name is his middle name and we just loved the name Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Uh, I know there's multiple ways to spell that, but He's amazing. He's three months old now, and that's why I've gone radio silent. Uh, it's really hard raising a tiny baby, two other small children, and then, of course, trying to uphold a household and, and supporting the family and, and doing all that fun stuff. Um, but nevertheless, I've kept endurance sports as an anchor to keep me sane, and it's something I look forward to every day if I can get out to the gym, if I can get out on a run, and I'm so grateful Honestly, don't know what I would do without running and without cycling and all the different um, aspects of being an endurance athlete. So I uh, just love the sport. Um, outside of that, you know, I've, I've really been dabbling into uh, really just kind of learning about the financial markets and trying to invest. And, uh, you know, I've made Robinhood, the app, my, my new best friend. I've been throwing extra little money in there. I've uh, subscribed to uh, Market Watch and Barron's and Wall Street Journal. They've got a promotion going right now. And I've really just been trying to learn about that world. So if you are all into that, in being financially literate and wanting to um, 
share some ideas with me. I'd love to to hear from you. Hit me up on uh, Instagram at crummy marathoners. Um, but other than that, the new baby, some of my interests, that's kind of what I'm up to. Uh, I did get a new bike, which I'm super excited about. Uh, I spent a, a good amount of money on it. I had a, a, some plastic surgeon out of North Carolina. I found him on Facebook, but he was selling just the right bike and size that I needed. Shipped it all the way over here to me. And um, I think it's going to be a win-win. So, all right, that's a little about me and an update. Let's get to the listener questions. So starting off, these are fun. A um, couple of questions that came in in our Facebook group. And if you want to join that, it's Marathon Training for Beginners, comma, full and half. All right, first one comes from someone by the name of, she says she goes by K McUps. All right, I think I said that right. She says, I'm from Ohio training for my first marathon. I feel like I get in my head about doing it right. How do you know if you're doing it right? And how would I know if I was doing it wrong? Is it heart rate based on my Apple Watch more important uh, than how I feel at the end of a run, especially when it comes to heart zone training? All right, loaded question here, a lot of topics. So let's break it down one by one. Let's start with the part where you asked about kind of getting in your head and are you doing it right? How do you know if you're doing it right? This is a subjective, uh, th- this question warrants a subjective response because everyone's going to have a different response. But I'll say this, this is my take. The first piece I think that every running coach would agree with is the 10% rule. We've talked a lot about this, but don't build your mileage more than 10% week over week. Um, so if you're talking about are you doing it right well i'll tell you you're doing it you're doing it wrong if you're jumping in and and increasing your mileage 20 30 40 percent week over week because that's a recipe for disaster for injury and so if you're able to give yourself enough time for the event that you're training for for example you've got a marathon on the books this year and maybe it's in i don't know october and it's now you know january 2024 perfect you've got enough time start building that base and then get yourself to that right number of miles before you start a 18 or 20 week training plan. Um, a more seasoned runner is going to do more like a 12 or a 14 week plan because they're already at a higher mileage level. So um, just make sure you keep take into account that 10% rule. Enjoy the process. I think if you're enjoying the process and you like running, you love waking up in the morning or going out at night or whenever it is that you run and you look forward to getting on the road or on the treadmill and really putting in those miles, I think that's a good sign that you're doing it right. I would say if you're staying injury-free, you know, if you're able to run without those nagging pains, that, that's doing it right. Now, I've never met an a, a, a amateur or you know, beginner marathoner who has not experienced some pains, and that's okay. There's a difference between pain and injury. Um, but I think it's important to have that physical therapist in your corner who can help give you some guidance. Um, we've talked about this in a previous episode you can listen to, but I would say if you're relatively healthy and able to stay injury-free, you know you're doing it right. Now, doing it wrong, a lot of it's just the inverse of that. You're getting injured. You have no motivation. You wake up in the morning and say, there's absolutely nothing that I would rather do less than uh, than running. And and if that's your mindset, you're probably doing something wrong. You should probably check why it is that you're feeling that way. Um, you know, if you hate the process and you 
finish that race and you never want to do it again and you maintain that sentiment for good, you probably did something wrong, whether it was jumping in too quickly or, you know, maybe maybe you said, I'm not doing a 5K, 10K, half marathon. I'm going straight for for a marathon or an ultra marathon. You know, I could see that being something that would make you hate the process. So um, that's my opinion on the matter. Uh, to answer kind of the second part of your question, um, heart rate based on your, you know, based on what your Apple Watch says or just based on feeling, this is going to depend, I think, on your um, your level of experience. So if you're brand new to running, I, I think you're going to want to take into account both things, right? You're, you're going to want to look at effort, most importantly, I think, if you know, if, if you're not able to run at a conversational pace for most of your runs, for 80% of your runs, then I, I think that, you know, that that's really where you want to focus. Before you ever look at heart rate, before you try to dive into the analytics, just, just try to get to where you can run comfortably at a very slow, very easy conversational pace. For some, that might be 13 minutes a mile. For others, that might be 10 minutes a mile or eight minutes a mile. Whatever your level of uh, experience or what your pace may be, just make sure that you're keeping those runs easy. And and if you can do that based on feel, then that's going to be the majority of it. You don't need to really worry about heart rate. Now, I will say um, conversational pace most of the time is going to be in zone two if you care about zones. Um, and, and so most of your runs in that zone two or less, uh, if possible. Um, so hopefully that's helpful. Again, try not to put too much stock into what your heart rate is now. On the flip side, if you're redlining constantly on every single run, you're in zone three, zone four, zone five in every single run, learn to learn to dial that back. Learn to do some walk-run intervals. Learn to get that heart rate down um, so that you can run more efficiently, so that you're not getting injured, so that you're recovering, and you're going to have a much better experience. And by the way, you're going to feel better. So um, I hope that answers your question. Thanks for reaching out from Ohio. Here's another question, and uh, this comes from Kentucky, uh, Caleb in Kentucky. said he's training for his first half in March and then first full in the fall. I like that. So you're doing um, half the distance, getting that under your belt, and then going for the big guns. And I, I would recommend that approach, so that's great. And you've got a lot of time. He says, what strength training is recommended during the training periods? So um, strength training is super important, something I've neglected for a long time, but have recently really put a lot of importance into. I think it took me a good three to four years personally to kind of figure this out. So the most important thing, in my opinion, the best advice I can give you is find strength training that you love, that you can sustain and be consistent with. And here's what I mean. Sure, you could go to the gym and do some really, really heavy, tough power lifts and you know difficult strength training exercises, and then you can't walk for a week, and then it derails your, your running, and then, by the way, you have no motivation to go back and do that again. Therefore, you're not consistent. Therefore, you're not progressing. Better would be, what if you bought some exercise bands and you know they really helped you feel the burn and you did some glute exercises and you were able to, you know do some hamstring exercises and, um, you know, you were just able to do some body weight exercises and, and really build up your, your quad and your glute and your hamstring strength and your calf strength. 
you know, th that would be it, but you're able to do it on a consistent basis, two to three times a week. That would be way more preferred than, you know, hitting the weights once a month or once uh, in a training cycle. And so find the thing that you're going to be able to endure. Um, if you've never lifted before, again, probably not the best to go um, hire a personal trainer and, and hit the weights really, really hard because you're, you're probably just going to be too sore and not going to want to keep it going. So I would say ease into it. Um, a couple of programs that I really like. So there's a um, an influencer slash, uh, I guess, entrepreneur or, or expert, whatever you want to call him, named Nick Bear. That's Nick and then B-A-R-E. Um, he's got tons and tons of YouTube subscribers and Instagram subscribers. But the reason I started following him is because he does these bodybuilding physique competitions. Um, but he's also a really, really fast Ironman and marathoner. Uh, he's run, I think, a sub 240 marathon, which is just crazy. And, and all of that while he carries this massive load of muscle. And so I have really enjoyed his programs. He's got like a $15 a month program you can sign up for. Um, just Google his name. You'll find him. I recommend his stuff because uh, you can ease into it. You can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. There's another account that I really like, and, and we've had her on the podcast. Um, she's a physical therapist, and um, her her Instagram account is called Train Smart Run Strong. She does a lot of running-specific strength training exercises. And so you could follow her. I think her stuff is great to ease into. A lot of it's body weight. And and so you can do it from home. You don't need to have a gym membership. Um, so a couple pointers there. I know that my answer wasn't do these specific three or four exercises. But again, that's because I think it's different for everyone. You're coming all from different levels. Um, I will say this. The ultimate goal is you do want to lift heavy weights. You want to get to the point where you're building muscle because lifting heavy is is going to have the best results on creating muscle gains. Um, but again, so hard for so many runners to get to that point without easing into it. So um, if you can just keep up that consistency two to three days a week, you're going to win and you're going to build your strength. So I hope that helped, uh, Caleb, and thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm going, I'm going to end the, the questions there. If you join the Facebook group, you'll see tons and tons of questions that people ask. You can contribute. Um, follow us on Instagram at crummy marathoners. And um, I really appreciate you tuning in. We hopefully will be back soon with some more content. Uh, until then, have an amazing new year. Hey, one more quick note before I go. If you're sitting there scratching your head, just really can't make heads or tails of this whole marathon training stuff, uh, I would love to walk you through it one-on-one -on -one in my coaching program. Uh, it's super affordable, and I've got a couple of different options for you. If you've been looking for a running coach, someone who can really dumb it down for you, that's 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 where I come in. So uh, go ahead and reach out at Crummy Marathoners on Instagram and uh, would love to work with you. By the way, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. This helps more runners find us on their journey. Uh, hit that subscribe or follow button, whether it's Spotify, Apple, wherever you get the podcasts. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.